Hey everyone, it's Millie. It's Gabby. And welcome back to another week of Change by Degrees. And this week we have a really exciting episode that we've been looking forward to for a long time. And it's on travel, but since we really haven't traveled uh, and we suck, we've got somebody <laughs> who has and knows a lot more about it than we do. So we just wanted to bring someone on who knows, like Millie said, a lot more than we do. And Stephanie, I've known Stephanie for a very long time. And uh, she is very big on traveling, her and her husband. So I will let her introduce herself and just tell you a little bit about herself. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, so my name's Stephanie. Yeah, I've been friends with Gabby forever. Um, but I really just, as I got older, me and my husband just kind of started traveling a bunch and it just kind of became like our thing. It's like all we do now. Um, but just like a background of me, I work for a small business um, called Sassy Wolf. We just sell dog stuff and my husband works for the local community college. Um, so we're not like rolling in it, but we just make time and budget to kind of make traveling like our priority with just working pretty like average jobs, I would say. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um, so that is actually one thing that was super interesting to me even when I was texting you last night when mm -hmm. I said oh you know just talking about how like how you travel on a budget and the first thing you said was oh we, we don't really travel on a budget and that was like really, <laughs> really mind-blowing <laughs> to me so I actually want to start with that question mm -hmm. I know that wasn't kind of like in the lineup we'll yeah, get to the yeah. other ones that I actually sent you but I just mm -hmm. want you to just kind of explain that briefly and then if we get back into other questions that's fine yeah so I can kind of go over like how we kind of spend our money and how we plan for things like trips like this. Um, so the main thing is we kind of do like one or two, like I was telling Gabby, one or two big trips a year where we'll kind of have like a budget, but it's pretty large. Like our last trip, we like budgeted, I guess, like five grand, which I know is a lot, but that's because we make sure that we set aside money specifically for traveling. Um, in some ways, I guess that we're able to do that. Cause like I said, neither of us have like crazy, like we're not making six-figure jobs here. Um, but just some little, like, tips, I guess, for how we're able to do that is we just really don't eat out a lot, which also, I would say, applies when you're on the trip itself. Um, like, we really just get Airbnbs, we cook, we go to Walmart, we don't spend a lot of money on food, and that actually makes a lot bigger difference than you would think. Um, just money on food really adds up, like, throughout the month, and so that's kind of helped us to take that take the money we're spending down there and put it into our little traveling budget. Hmm. Um, we also just don't have kids for background, so we don't have to worry about daycare or anything like that. I know that's a huge expense for some people. Um, and we really just don't shop a lot. I'm in a teeny tiny apartment. It's fully furnished, so we don't have to go out and buy decor or anything like that. So we really do just try and take money from our paycheck and specifically set it aside for traveling since that is like our priority and like what we choose to spend a good chunk of our money on. No, that's really good. You're really intentional. Um, and I think that's a good point that you make. And with setting aside money for your paycheck, I mean, I follow you on Instagram, so I know you guys travel frequently, but like how often are you able to take a trip when you save a certain amount? Yeah. So we, we travel a lot. I think this year I'm actually going on six trips. <laughs> um, and so a couple of those, I went to like Colorado, we went out West. We're actually going on a trip next weekend. Um, we do a couple with our parents. So those I technically don't really count because we don't pay too much for those. Um, my parents kind of pay for lodging, travel, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the ones that we do pay for, 
I would say typically we like to do like three to four trips a year is kind of our like what we've been doing since we've been together. And kind of going back to like, okay, so you just said about three to four a year, you try to do at least three to four a year, or that's your average. So kind of going back to the questions I actually sent you, um, (laughs) how did you get into traveling frequently? Like, how did this become you and Matt's thing? that this was kind of like the thing that you both enjoyed doing? Did it start with like you pushing him to want to travel more and he went along or was it the opposite? Or do you just both have a mutual love of traveling? So it just works out. Yeah. Yeah. No. So he definitely did not grow up traveling at all. Um, I guess for backstory, I grew up homeschooled. And so my family and my dad worked from home. So that kind of helped too. Um, So we just traveled all the time. We had a timeshare and with my mom not working and dad working from home, they were also super flexible. And then with us not being in school, super flexible. So we would just travel around the country throughout the year. Um, And so I grew up just traveling all the time and I loved it. And then when I met him, he had pretty much like never traveled. Like we just started talking. Um, I think I was looking at it today after you sent me the questions and I've been to like 22 states. Um, And before I met him, he had been to like three and that was like mind blowing to me. And so Once we got together, we've been together for, we just had our seventh year anniversary. Um, And so right off the bat, like our first year of dating, we like went to Disney World. I was like, I'm going to make you travel. (laughs) And he just kind of fell in love with it. I think the big turning point for him, we went out West and I took him to Arizona where my family's from. And we did like the Grand Canyon and he was like, this is so cool and like loved it. And so that was kind of the trip that like made us really start getting into national parks because that's what most of our traveling is. Um, Mm. We've done, I want to say we're going to one next weekend and that'll be our 16th park. Um, So that's kind of like what we mainly do. We've also done like Disney World. We're doing Disneyland. Like we'll throw in some other fun trips like that. Um, But our main focus, we really do try and go out and see the parks. And so he's now like totally loving it. And he's like totally invested now. I still do all the planning, but he'll kind of suggest locations (laughs) and we'll go from there. (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. So have you only traveled within the United States or have you ever traveled internationally? Yeah, for our honeymoon, that was kind of both our first time traveling internationally. Um, we went to the Bahamas, which is actually super affordable. I mean, I can't speak for after COVID, but we went pre-COVID. Um, and it was really, really affordable for two people. And that includes like your food, your excursions and everything. Um, so that is kind of international, even though it feels like right next to us. But that was a fun little trip we did. Um, so with that and traveling frequently, one of the things that even though we just kind of touched on this and you touched about how, even though you don't necessarily would call it like traveling on a budget, you still travel like smartly, I guess. But what would you say are some tips or do you have any tips for people who are in their 20s and who want to travel but are operating on a way like stricter budget or if it's just them or if it's them and their husband or they some people in their 20s have children. Like, do you have any tips on, I know you don't have firsthand experience with that, but like tips on just how to um, still be able to have fun and travel while being on a stricter budget? Yeah. So I can definitely start by pointing out the things probably not to do that we do that are a little bit more pricey. Um, And definitely traveling since COVID is totally different since traveling before COVID. Um, A lot of things have just changed in price, um, changed in like how early you have to get them. Um, So one thing that I kind of do that I would suggest for everybody who's maybe on a tighter budget is to book, if you are going to fly somewhere, book your plane ticket a lot earlier. Um, Like Mm -hmm. I'm literally about to book our plane ticket. We're going to California end of May. 
And so I try and always book months in advance because the closer you get to the trip, the price is only going to go up. So it always helps to like book in advance if you want a little bit cheaper price. And there's also apps too. If you tell them what flight you're thinking about taking, they can kind of monitor the price and it'll actually like alert you if the price goes down or if the price goes up. So those are kind of cool to see the trends. Um, And then if the price does go down, you can always jump on it and book it when it's a little bit cheaper. Um, And number one actually expense, this is a post COVID expense is rental cars are super, super expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. Our last trip out West, I literally want to say we spent like $900 just on our rental car. Um, So that is like a big expense. I would say if you can drive somewhere, so maybe like a local trip is definitely going to save you money than having to pay for that. Um, Or if like what we've done uh, when we went out to Arizona, we like stayed with my grandma. Like if you know someone, obviously that's always going to be cheaper to just stay with them because then you're going to save money on lodging. Maybe you can borrow their cars, like split on food. Mm -hmm. That's always going to help definitely save a lot of money. Um, And then as far as like where you stay, we're a little bit weird because I've got a lot of food allergies and I'm just very picky with food. So we like to have a kitchen when we go on vacation. I know if that's like not something you have to have, you're definitely going to save money um, booking like a hotel or even like an Airbnb that doesn't have that. Um, And when it comes to like Airbnb versus hotel, I know like the prices are pretty much identical. Now I was looking the other night for our trip next week. It's literally exactly the same versus if we stay in an Airbnb versus if we stay in like just a tiny little suite hotel. So that I guess is really just up to personal preference. Um, But if you don't need a kitchen, a lot of one bedroom Airbnbs you can find for pretty cheap. If you're just looking for literally like a bed or place to crash, Um, you can like typically find those for definitely under a hundred a night, which can be super affordable if you're just doing like a weekend trip or something quick like that. see. I guess another like tip that we found because we went to New York in April. So again, just trying to avoid the rental car. If you go to a city that has like really good transportation, like just using the metro here or just using the subway, save so much money because we didn't have to rent a car, didn't have to pay for gas. And that was like a pretty easy up and down weekend trip that was affordable. Yeah, I know me and you had briefly talked about also the like going, being able to take the train to a city for like a day, which saves you a lot of money because you don't have to worry about getting a car. You don't have to worry about getting somewhere to stay like overnight. Um, And that me and you had talked about like, if you just take the train like really, really early up to New York and you have a whole day and then you take it really, really late back, like it does save you a lot of money. And like you still get a full day and you get the full experience, especially with a city like New York, like by the time you get there and you do the whole thing and you see a show or you do whatever, like you're pretty much done with like the New York experience, like you're ready to go home. So like, I feel like that's also a good tip, whether you live in like this area, but if you live close to Amtrak or you live close to like a train, that's also a good tip from getting to city to city, but still being able to get home the same day. So it cuts out like at least lodging expenses as well as like car expenses. Yeah. And even traveling like a little bit further, if you do want to kind of go maybe a little bit out to like middle of America or depending on where you live, like the middle of the country, north, south, um, trains are always going to be cheaper. Flights have just gotten really, really expensive recently. Um, I guess my one tip for flying is like, it's always going to be cheaper to fly on a weekday. So weekends are typically going to be way more expensive than flying on a weekday. So if you can take the time off to fly like a Tuesday to a Friday, you're going to save money there. But trains, yeah, have been surprising me recently with how affordable their tickets are. No, that's a good thing to keep in mind. 
Um, I'm curious. I don't know if you have experience with this, but have you ever traveled in a group or with a like a group of friends or another couple? Because I don't know if that would make it cheaper or the experience any different. I wouldn't know. Yeah. So I guess one like good example, we just went to Vegas and Amanda fl- flew out and met us there and then we went to California together. Um, and a lot of Airbnbs will do this if you're trying to kind of save money with the group. They'll list um, like multiple beds, but really some of the beds are like couches. And so if you can find which ones have the couches, those are typically going to be a lot cheaper because it's not like a full bedroom. Um, So we were able to get a pretty good deal. Or like if you're traveling in a group, let's say it's like four people, you can technically still get away with like a one bedroom if there's like a queen pullout couch. Um, So being able to kind of find places to stay with the group are definitely going to help like budget wise because you're able to kind of take maybe that 150 a night one bedroom and split it like two or four ways if it's like couples. Um, so that definitely is like a little bit of a cheat because you can kind of knock down those bedrooms if people are comfortable sleeping on a couch. It's still a place to sleep, but that can help also with saving money. Mm. Yeah, I will say that that was one thing that I was very surprised at when me and my friend, we were in college and we traveled to um, New York City. And one of the things that we were like, how can we save on, I don't know, lodging or whatever was one, we were staying in the Bronx. So it wasn't like (laughs) (laughs) we weren't staying like in, you know, Times Square or whatever. So it was already cheaper. But also that we that's kind of what we did. We made sure to find a place as shifty as it was kind of, but find a place that held several people instead of doing the whole like, oh, I need an apartment. I need my own room and I need my own bathroom Mm -hmm. kind of thing. We were like, listen, we're literally just going to be sleeping here. We're not spending time here. So who cares? Like we're going to be here for like 10 hours if that, maybe like eight hours a night, we were staying for like a few days. I was like, we're literally just sleeping. So we, the way the lady had her apartment set up, it was kind of like her living room. She had converted into a bedroom where me and my friend slept. And then there was two other rooms down the hall that had other people in it that we didn't know. So we were kind of sleeping out in the open, but like, I mean, if you're comfortable with it, it's not a big deal. It's just one of those things that I'm like, it saved us tons of money, especially in a really expensive city like New York. Yeah. And some places, I know Airbnb, like, as long as you read the reviews, like, you're probably going to be fine. There's been a few times we stayed in um, this little added on apartment. You could clearly tell it was built on um, literally in someone's garage in Massachusetts. But it was like totally fine for what we needed it for. Had a bathroom, had a bed, like that was really all we cared about. So if you're willing to kind of take some time to like, dig through Airbnbs, you can typically find some pretty affordable places. Yeah, cool. Um, well, kind of going off of that, considering we're talking about um, saving money and lodging and all that, but are there any places that you've been to, whether recently or when you were growing up and you traveled with your family, that you would say are particularly budget-friendly? Or, And I know, once again, it's like pre-COVID versus post-COVID now, everything's expensive, but do you think that, or that have you you've noticed that there are any cities that you're like, every time we come here, it's always super cheap, whether it be the food or the lodging or just the activities that you're doing? Yeah, not maybe not so much like a city, but more like ideas. So like, I guess too, like the first one, beaches are always going to be, I found to be super easy because as long as you're comfortable just chilling on the beach all day, you don't really have to pay for like tickets to like go and do things. Or if you're just packing lunch and bringing it, eating it on the beach, you're not having to pay for like three meals a day. Um, That's mm-hmm. always been a super easy weekend trip because really all you're paying for is lodging and then like a few groceries. 
Um, Because especially like places like Virginia Beach, like they've got a boardwalk. I mean, you can spend money on the boardwalk if you want, but that's really up to personal choice. But if you just want to walk on the boardwalk, sit on the beach, it's still a fun weekend away without having to spend a ton of money. And then any sort of like parks, like I know we hike a bunch, so I'm like definitely pushing that. But anything like outdoors, if you like hiking, once you're in the park, you're in the park, there's no more expenses for it. Um, And if you travel a lot, like we always get an annual pass to all the national parks. So this year, I want to say we went to six, seven, like nine (laughs) or eight or nine. Um, And we just paid one time at the beginning of the year and then got into all of those for free the rest of the year. So if that's something you do often, you can definitely save like hundreds of dollars by doing that. And again, it's cheap. You just pack your lunch, you go, you hike, and that's really all you're paying for. So I would say like hiking and beach trips are pretty affordable because it's not like New York or like Disney where you're having to get like a ticket or even if you're in like a smaller town like we went up to Massachusetts super fun trip but everything we did was like we had to pay to do it so it just kind of adds up there Mm. yeah I hadn't I for some reason I thought beaches would be expensive but now that you talked about it I'm like oh yeah you're just gonna sit there and I'm fine doing that we talk about how we we don't yeah, we're not like, gonna go have, do activities that's why i love going to the beach just because we have like no desire to do anything else except <laughs> sit there so like a lot of people go to the beach and like if you're trying to rent like jet skis or it's like that. go to whatever else and even when i went to myrtle beach like this past summer um with candace everything that we would come across of course was expensive because it's myrtle beach but it was stuff that we didn't really want to do anyway whereas opposed to like you're traveling somewhere and you're expecting to do all these things you know you're going to kind of like not blow your budget but just kind of like you're expecting to spend a lot of money whereas at the beach it's like yeah I could go see the pirate dinner theater but you know I don't think (laughs) that I'd rather just go to dinner someplace normal (laughs) like as opposed to like going to New York City and not only having to pay for really expensive food but having to really pay for unless you're just going to walk down the street you there you have to pay for everything like there's Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing that you do not pay for in that city so I mean I guess you kind of luck out if you're a beach person or a hiking person yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, well, what is your favorite place? And I feel like I know the answer to this, but, and I'm going to guess actually before you answer, because sure, sure. I'm going to try to guess. So, but the question is what your favorite place you've ever traveled to. And I don't know mm-hmm. if I know the why, but I do know that you have a tattoo of this place. So I'm going to say Arizona. Am I right? <laughs> Okay. I, it's it's literally like, it's like a three-way tie. I mean, I have my, like, I think number one, because I also have a tattoo from Utah and I loved Utah. Arizona is special because my family's from there. So I grew up going there a bunch. There's just so much to do out there. Like literally when Matt and I went in 2020, we did the whole state, like from the border up North, literally we're eight miles from Mexico, like all the way down South. Um, and there's just a lot to see. So Arizona is definitely like beautiful if you want to see all the different landscapes out there. Um, I also, Utah was just wonderful. That's why I also have a tattoo of Zion because it's like a little bit of desert, a little bit of forest. You kind of get everything in one state. I think though my number one surprisingly is actually going to be Colorado. Really? And again, it's like gorgeous, like so many national parks. It's beautiful. The whole state is like a picture. But it's the culture there is actually what got me. The people are, like, 
super chill. Everyone is so nice because everyone's just kind of living the same life. A lot of people who live in Colorado are very like outdoorsy hiking people. Um, and so it just kind of like was easy to vibe with everyone. Amanda and I went to this hot springs and you could pretty much tell it was like all tourists, but then like there was a few locals mixed in there, but just like something about being there, like everyone was just talking to everyone and it just felt like so casual and nice. And so I just love the like I guess, easygoingness of the people who live out there. So that makes it, like, very welcoming. And then it's also just, like, super pretty. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Colorado. I was, see, I was not expecting that. I was very much, like, Arizona because I know Stephanie. But, okay, Colorado. (laughs) But, I mean, that's actually a really good point, too, is that it also depends on the culture. So, like, sometimes some, a place will be super cheap, but you might not like the culture as much as you expect to. Cause I know a lot of people have been to um, one of my family members lived in New Mexico for a time and they were super excited about it. But by the time they got out there and they lived there, they were like, Oh, I hate it. Not because of the like cheapness of it or the whatever, but just because the culture of people, it was mostly like older generations and they were just kind of like retired and whatever. It kind of reminded them of Florida except out, out West. But Besides Colorado, what are the places that you've traveled to that you really enjoy the culture or you think that like people our age are really not running things, but like more in charge of setting the melee than like older generations? Yeah, I would. I mean, yeah, definitely. Colorado is fantastic. And you get a good mix of like all different generations. It's not just like one or the other. Phoenix is actually a really good one. I know like any big city, I haven't done any big cities in Texas yet, but I know a lot of people like are saying like a a bunch of young people are moving to Texas. Um, Mm -hmm. So any like big cities like that, Phoenix, we stayed in a really cool Airbnb with this couple that was in their like 30s. And it seemed like the whole street was like in their 30s, just like young people. Um, Just very fun, like a very cool vibe out there. And I can, again, speak from like the national park side of me because that's mainly what we do. I know like when you go to Disney World, it's going to be like a lot of families. When you do a lot of hiking like we do, it's a lot of young couples our age. (laughs) When we were out in Utah, like pretty much every park, we met a couple our age that we kind of like had a conversation with. Um, So you'll definitely get more of that. But I would say to not pass up like the random little cities. Like I know New York is like a big one. Obviously, everyone like loves New York, but that can kind of get overwhelming. And like the people up north are a little bit little bit ruder than maybe if you go out west or down south and so any um like Atlanta I love Atlanta I've been three times now and every time I go it's like a little bit touristy but also it's not too touristy to the point where it's like annoying it's like okay we have tourists and we just have Atlanta vibing and that's definitely I know drawing like a younger crowd like the suburbs around the city has been a lot of fun Hmm, that's cool I never would have thought about Colorado or I'm going to have to take Gabby when it's like snowing. Oh, favorite, God. No, Amanda. Season. See, Amanda, but we've all had this conversation to go where I told Amanda, I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm not going to come visit you in the winter or between it's October snowing. and May. I just won't do it. Like, I was like, <laughs> it you did have snow. To- end of May. I know. That's like- what I'm saying. I have like two months out of the year that I could possibly go see her. But it's just I, I'm limited in, in that aspect of <laughs> is there anywhere this I, this isn't I just thought of this. This isn't even a question I like wrote down for you and now I'm just thinking of random questions that I just personally want to ask you but is there anywhere that you've been that you were expecting to like love or you and Matt were expecting to be in love with and then you went there and you were like this kind of (laughs) sucks like let me think hold on let me think where we've been weirdly enough 
arches, like national park. Like, you know, you see it like Utah. It's like the big like orange arch. That's really like all there is. Like we were expecting this like huge, like wonderful park. We're like, oh my gosh, we'll be here like all day. And like we were, and like we did like probably six or seven hikes. Like we made a day of it because that's what we planned to do that day. But it was so weird. We're like walking and we like see the arch. We're like, there it is. Like the big classic Utah arch. And that was it. And then we were done. So that was kind of like underwhelming, I guess. <laughs> because they make like such a big deal. Like it's on all their license plate. Like when you think Utah, you probably think of like, oh, the big like orange arch. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've like made it like their whole persona. So for it to just kind of be like a little like walk, you see it, you walk back was kind of random. that's hilarious have you ever been to the northwest not yet i'm super excited to though i know yeah i want to go to washington like mount rainier like that's definitely on our list we just haven't been out there yet yeah because i was gonna ask you like what is your next like like spot you really want to check out yeah and i gotta book it but in may (laughs) we're going out back to california where we just were um Hmm. we're gonna do like yosemite which is gorgeous um, we definitely want to like hike around Yosemite and then we're going to do like the Sequoia, the big Sequoia trees um, and like Kings Canyon, Channel Islands. They're just other national parks out west there. Um, but that's something we were just in California, but we did Death Valley. We were more like Southern California. So now we're going to go do more the middle of the state. That's so cool. I really would like to travel the United States more. I'm really I don't know if I'm. Well, you and Amanda both know. I'm like, y'all start talking about like national parks and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. like, it's stuff that I'm interested in like hearing about. But I feel like if I got there, I'd be like, oh my God, there's a lot of walking. But I am, I that's something I want to do at some point is just like go to a national park. Yosemite is one that I really would like to go to because I got really into Yosemite when I was in high school for a myriad of reasons. But um because I was kind of forced to do research on it and then as I was doing research on it I was like wait this is actually kind of cool but is there anywhere like and I know national parks are kind of an American thing like that's a very American thing but is there anywhere internationally that you and Matt want to go that is kind of the same vibe as like a national park that because I don't know if like other countries have like protected lands like the U.S. does you know but is there any international place you want to go to like that Yeah, I don't know much about how they preserve their parks because I know um, like one place that is just like, like a beautiful international would love to see is like Switzerland. But that Mm -hmm. just like is Switzerland, like they can protect their whole country. Like it's just so like the whole country is just like so pretty. Um, So no like particular park in general, but just that whole country. And like surprisingly, I've seen like so many pictures. It's kind of like an influencer place to travel, or at least it was pre-COVID. A lot of people go to Iceland for that little like blue pool but it looks Mm -hmm. really really pretty from what I've seen I'm like Iceland is surprising me yeah that would be another cool place to visit I you're right now that you say it pre-COVID Iceland was like the place to go and I actually knew you actually know this person but I'll tell you after when we're done recording but she went to Iceland with her husband and all her they were there for like a month and like all her pictures looked so amazing and just the fact yeah. that and she it's one of those other places too that's like really I think relatively cheap to travel to maybe not anymore but it was because it was kind of one of those things that like you know who travels to Iceland and then people started and then more people started so now it's probably more expensive but just like 
I don't know. It's just a, such a small, random country. But you're right. That's another place that I hadn't thought of in like years. That would be a really good place to just travel to if you're really into like landscaping and like all this other stuff, because it's just like Switzerland. It's just the country. Like they don't do anything to protect it necessarily. It's just like the way mm. it is. Um, but yeah, and that's kind of like Alaska. Like you can almost I haven't been personally, but I've got close friends from college who actually live out there. And it almost like feels like you're in another country. Like if you really want to get like an international feel without actually having to leave the States, Alaska's just on like a totally, I mean, not like the random cities, but like if you get into like the outskirts of the country, it is like so pretty and so remote and just feels really detached which in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my brother's friends lives in Alaska and I just, I don't know if I can bring myself to go up that far north. It's just too cold. But, and it just seems like one of those states that you would just maybe not come back from. If you, if you were a very unlucky person, you might disappear up there. But I don't know. But it, I I would have to work up the courage to go because I really want to go on a cruise to see some whales in Alaska. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious, out of all the national parks you've visited, I know that I, I feel like I would be more willing to go like hiking to a national park than Gabby would. But, <laughs> but is there one in particular that you think um, everybody should go to, even if they're not like a hiker or that's like their dream vacation, but you just think it's like too epic and it has like cool stuff around it that they're like still going to yes. enjoy it. Yes. Um, and that any, just like another little side note, any national park, like you can, you're not going to maybe see like, like when we were in Tennessee, we did like an 11 mile hike. Like you're not going to get like maybe those views if you're not really a hiker, but there are like so many trails where you can still get a good experience, even if you're not like a regular hiker, I would say. Um, But my number, number one park, it's literally, I have like my huge tattoo on the back of my arm. It was the best place in the world was Zion. And I know Amanda is obsessed with it too, because she used to work there, our friend. Um, But it was very diverse like there's so many different things to see there's like water there's mountains there's trees there's desert there's just so much crammed into this one park and you actually don't have to really be a hiker at all because there's a shuttle system that takes you everywhere so you can just bus around get some views from the bus obviously you can hop out and do short hikes here and there but that just blew my mind we um were there for two days that was the only park we spent two days in and amanda was there for like three or four months I want to say and like you can never do everything because there's just so much to see there but even just as like a little weekend trip week trip that would be like my number one go-to for everybody okay you heard it here for Zion I can handle that because that's like I can do that that's something I can handle it's just the like I just feel like I, because of my inexperience but I have no reason to be inexperienced because I have like two friends that love hiking and stuff but I would be the person to be like I'm gonna go on like a hike and I would choose a random park and I'd end up either getting lost or hiking for like 12 hours like that's a funny story how we got into hiking was that 11 mile hike in Tennessee was complete accident complete accident we like left in the morning we're like we're just gonna do like a little I think it was like six miles round trip we're like oh we Uh can do that like and even that might seem a lot for some people but we were kind of at a place where we're like six is fine like we can do six and we start hiking and we get to kind of like the halfway point. We're at like five and a half. And I'm like, I really don't want to turn back. Like, I want to keep going. We're like, let's keep going. And so we just kind of 
said that until it was like an 11 mile hike (laughs) and it like just kind of happened and we ended up meeting some friends that like went to the university that we went to up at the top and so we like all walked back together so that kind of like kept us motivated but it really maybe it's just me but like once you get into it it's so simple like it just kind of happens and you just keep going with it because there's so much to see and I'm like oh but I want to see like from the top like I want to keep going so I can get better views so it just kind of keeps like enticing you that's true like that motivation because you know because you know it's going to pay off like it's going to be worth it you're going to get to the top and you're able to like look over everything and see everything and that would be I feel like I would be totally fine getting up there because I'd be like oh my god I want to see everything but then on the way back down I'd be like like just I don't know (laughs) like not motivated at all to like try to work all the way back down because I already got to like the good part but yeah then you can go to the Grand Canyon that's a national park no hiking you just get out of your car you're at the canyon yes I can do that I can do that okay we can do that we can handle Grand Canyon you know it's another place we can go to Zion too another place that I feel like is hyped up a lot but every time people go they're like, it's fine, is Mount Rushmore. This is so <laughs> random. I don't know. I just thought of this. <laughs> like Mount Rushmore people go and they're like, okay, yes. But I don't know. I feel like that's one that I would also go to just to be able to say I saw it. Yeah, just to say. Yeah, we yeah, haven't done that one yet. South Dakota, there's other, there's better parks in South Dakota than Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I, I would assume so. I would hope so. <laughs> Let me just say that. But, well, awesome. Thank you so much. Is there anything that you would like to add? Any words of wisdom? Any other questions that you we didn't get to that you wanted to answer? Or anything you wanted to throw out there? I think we got through everything I had. I mean, I'm a huge advocate for traveling it I mean I grew up traveling but like then getting married to someone who did not grow up traveling at all um I've been able to kind of see how it's like I don't want to be dramatic and say like changed his life but like kind of just like given him this whole new like outlook on life now we're always like looking forward to our like when's our next trip and so I'm just a huge advocate whether it's like a weekend trip just like driving or if it's flying across the country I know it's, like, not super feasible for everybody to do, like, the big trips, but even just little trips. I think getting out and seeing other places is just really important. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And did you want – I mean, your Instagram is, like, aesthetically pleasing to me. I didn't know if you wanted to put it out there for people, if they are interested in traveling, for them to follow you for some sure. I don't post tips, but I post pictures if you want to see what like parks the are like. <laughs> if you want to see all the parks I've been to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. that's I've kind of used it as like a photo album where I keep all my pictures and my videos as my Instagram so I can see where I've been and scroll back and remember. Yeah, it's just... Uh, see, hold on, I'm pulling it up to make sure I get it right. It's just my name, like Stephanie Lynn, L-Y-N-N dot J. And my bio says traveler. So you'll know it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Reach the right one. Cool. Well, we will link that in our show notes so people can find it easily. But um, like we said, thank you so much for joining and talking about a topic that we don't know tons about. We had Amanda on last season or the season before to talk about um, different stuff as well. But uh, now we've had you both on. So we're going to have to 
we're gonna i'm actually gonna have to like go on a hike and do something and you guys I hope you're inspired i am i'm always inspired when you guys talk about it i'm just like i just need to like get my like lazy self up and do it (laughs) um we have no excuse i'm like the the budgeting and then you make time for it because it's important like we really want to do it and we just uh we're here still so here we are especially in virginia once you go yeah virginia has so much and once you go you'll be hooked like i like couldn't imagine we went hiking on sunday and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like we're going next weekend. Like we literally, it just like is part of our life now. That's so great. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm really glad that you got to come on here and talk about traveling, finances, hiking, all that stuff. And um, we'll let you go. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Anyway, so you can find all Stephanie's information, like we said, in the um, show notes. We'll link it. And, uh, yeah, go follow her. See all her travel pictures and videos. And she has a really cute dog. So, (laughs) you know, bonus, even if you're not into traveling and hiking and stuff like that. Um, But we hope you enjoyed this episode. It was something a little bit different. We always like to have some type of guest on, talk about stuff Mm -hmm. that we know nothing about. Um, And Stephanie did a great job. She did. Yes. I feel inspired. We're going to actually have to take a trip now. I Listen, I'm always down for that. I'm going to have to get into hiking. I better, if I go hiking at Stephanie, at Amanda, y'all better not be lying to me talking about you'll get into it. I better (laughs) get into it as soon as I go on my first hike. It's okay. We'll go on a hiking trip to work up to Gimmelwald. You can't just go straight into it. Yeah, but Gimmelwald is in a valley. So I don't have to. No, I get that. But it's like international. Oh, oh, oh. I see. Like a step, a little stepping stone. Okay, well. And now we know how to do it. So. And we will see everybody next week. We will. Follow us on Instagram at underscore change by degrees. Keep up with us. We're. Maybe. No, no, you never know. Um, If we post something or not. But uh, we will see you next week with something else that I don't remember what we're doing. I don't remember what we're doing. Anyway, it'll be a surprise for all of us. So we'll see you next week. And, uh, oh, also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Change Better Grease Podcast. And that's all we got. That's it. So, bye. Bye.